This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. That's because you can call in and talk about whatever you want. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. And we're coming to you live from the U.S. Mariana Islands. It's Alex. And Dave with his cup of coffee and cigar. Yep, it's uh, <laughs> one of the freest places in America. I'm not li- at least it, it's at least not it used to be, right? Uh, There's nowhere really free in America right now. It seems the Gestapo uh, reared its ugly head uh, with me this week. What happens? Um, so um, I was practicing social distancing. There I was. There I was. <laughs> There I was practicing social distancing. Uh, I, 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 I'm still working because uh, I'm essential. Um, hey, and, you're, you're essential on Free Talk Live too. Uh, well, everybody's essential. I mean, you know, let's face it. If uh, you know, if you if you need a cup of coffee, that waitress at Denny is essential. So you know, it's, everybody <laughs> is essential. Uh, uh, but. Uh, yeah, so there I was. I, I I was taking my dog and the boss's dog out to do their uh, daily business, and also getting my vitamin D from the sun. You know, because you know sunlight is good for you when uh, there's a pandemic a pandemic going on. And so I went, you know, across the street from my work. Uh, we're right on the beach. It's pretty pretty nice. Um, across the street. They got some park benches, a nice pathway to go uh, jogging on, and and uh, or if you're like me, walking slowly. Um, but uh, so I'm just sitting there on a park bench, uh, hundreds of feet from the nearest living soul, and uh, the squad car comes up, and this uh, uh, policeman, uh, you know, hey, the beach is closed, you cannot be there, and I'm like, what? I'm like, he goes, he goes yes, social distancing, and I'm like. Uh, I'm not near anybody. And, you know, he's like, Governor, close the beach. You cannot be on the pathway and blah, blah, blah. And and I was like, and, you know, seeing as I was armed at the time, I didn't want to force a confrontation with the police officers because, uh, you know, they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't take kindly to, uh, even though it's there's no law against carry in the CNMI, um, the cops don't really know their, know what's going on with that. So... As as far as they're concerned, there is. Yeah, the better part of valor, you know. So I I basically so I basically looked at the guy. I I made a, a big mistake by not taking his badge number, and name, but uh, live and learn. And I just told him. I said, well, seeing as uh, you know, I said I said, well, I just want to inform you that you know I may be talking to a lawyer, and uh, you are violating my civil rights, and I I am social distancing. Um, but, uh, I will comply. So I got in my car and, uh, less than a minute later, I, I drive across the street to go to the ATM and, and there's like 25 people standing nut to butt in line, uh, you know, w- trying to get into the bank. And I'm thinking, Hmm, this is okay, uh, for, for people to be within, you know, a couple feet of each other. You know, some of them had like those, you know, surgical masks on, but you know, some didn't. But that's okay. And then I got into got my got my money out of the ATM, and I you know I looked at these people, and I I told them at the bank, I said, hey, guess what? You guys are okay, but me standing on a sitting on a bench hundreds of feet from the nearest living soul is not that's social distancing according to the government. And I got in my car, 
And just for, for the hell of it, I decided, hmm, I wonder, I wonder if the Costco is open. I go over to the Costco, people going in and out. So I photographed all this stuff, photographed the seat site where I was at, and I put it on my Facebook page basically saying that this is really not about uh, safety. It's about control. And, you know, the funny thing is, is like I've just been spending all week uh, going through, uh, you know, World Health Organization trainings and uh, uh, different DOT and, and, and OSHA trainings on how to handle. For your job, right. Yeah, for my job, yeah. Which we, is what? Uh, well, I, I do a lot of hazardous waste work. And uh, one of the contracts we're looking at getting is uh, do, doing all the COVID-19 waste for the hospital and the uh you know, quarantine centers, which are basically they've taken a couple hotels over and, uh, you know, taking the waste and uh, incinerating it at the airport incinerator. So basically, I'm kind of the guy who gives the training um, to 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 the personnel who's going to do this. So I'm getting my training to train the trainers or what, you know, and I've already I've, I've handled medical waste for like, I don't know, 12 years now. As part of my job, it's not what I all that I do, but it's part of the thing. So it's like I'm I'm actually one of the guys that has to, like, make sure that the PPE is correct, the, you know, the, the masks and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually like trained to go into the hot zone. So here I am sitting here practicing the hell out of social distancing and some cop just just is enforcing some arbitrary rule that makes actually uh, no real logical sense. You know, like this curfew to me doesn't really make sense because, so let me get this straight. If I'm yeah, just, I, so it, they instituted a curfew from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah. So, so the, basically U.S. Mariana. Islands. So, so basically I'm immune from cooties from dusk, to, from dawn till dusk. But, you know, it, it's seven oh one. I walk out my door and uh, I'm all of a sudden like, you know, uh, gonna get attacked by a disease. Yeah. Well, I would agree in general a lot of these policies don't make sense and yeah. I will I would give the government some credit for revising some of them. It's not yeah. often you'll see them reverse their position. So, so yeah, yeah, you were telling me earlier that they that they open the beaches, which is good because a lot of people here need to fish to eat. You know, you you've got a lot of low income folks and what's kind of neat um even though I'm not really a fan of the food stamp program, what's really cool is the bait and tackle shops. You can use food stamps to buy fishing gear, and you got a lot of people that go out there with their nets, and then they go out and they pick the, they catch the little minnows, and then they go out further and they catch like the reef fish and other other fish, and they feed themselves that way. And I think it's a beautiful thing that people can actually go out there and fish to live, but. Uh, when the governor closed the beach, they basically told these people who are on very low income, no, you can't eat. In fact, some of those guys I ran into at, at one of the parks before the cops showed up, and they were like, hey, uh, governor's not letting us fish, and I'm hungry. So, you know, I bought the guy a Mickey D's sandwich, which probably wasn't that good for him, but, hey, it was something to fill his belly. I'm not bragging because I'm not trying to sit there and say how, how altruistic I am. I don't believe in altruism, but, you know. We, yeah. You know, when a guy's uh, when you can help a guy, I think it's a good idea if it, if you can. Yeah, show them who their real friends are, right? Well, the you, government. Well, well, you got to put the oxygen mask on your own face before you put it on the kid next to you in the airliner. So it's like if you know if if I see a person who's definitely well, is that a good example? I know people like to use that, but it's sort of, I think most people when they hear that for the first time, they're like, mm -hmm. "This doesn't sound right." Well. And, 
Well, it's like this: if if you're if you're if you're a rich man, you're more more you're more able. I'm not saying you're not necessarily morally or uh, obligated. That's up to between you and your Lord God. But you know, if I've got like a hundred dollars in my pocket, and somebody asks me if they could borrow a dollar, I'm more likely to do it than if I only have ten dollars in my pocket. For sure. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like that. But what I'm saying is like the, these two these two uh, older gentlemen. You know, I've seen them fishing before. And I could tell that they were hungry. They just, you know, like like I'm more likely to give a bum a, a, a dollar if he says uh, I need a beer uh, because I've bought homeless people food before and they've like gotten mad at me because they wanted the money instead. But I, but then you can discern and say, okay, well maybe this guy really does want to eat. So you know, you go in, you buy him the food, and he's like happy. So um, anyway, that's a, that's that's a that's a um, an aside. But, yeah, I, I'm glad that the governor finally came to his senses because I'm not the only one who's basically been. And, and you know, I, I got on I got on Facebook. I posted what I posted. And there's like, you know, people here locally. They're like, well, what gives you the right to go out there? If you if you're out there, maybe people will start partying and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like going, you're missing the point. Um, if it's if it's bad, if you have to social distance, why why? Uh, why say it's not okay to be by yourself, but it's okay to be, you know, a foot away from each other in line at the bank? Well, you need to go to the bank. Well, some well, people you need, need fresh air, you need exercise, ex- you need to walk the dogs. Yeah. I mean, Who the hell are you to determine what my needs are? Yeah. No, it makes a ton of sense. Are there any crazy policies in your area? Do you have any stories of interacting with the government in this lockdown? Let us know. The number is 855 450 This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. The number is 855-450-3733. It's Alex. And uh, Dave here. And we're coming to you from the U.S. Mariana Islands, talking about some of the the silly lockdown measures that are implemented and some, some stories we have. But first... I want to tell you about local.bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposits, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Local.bitcoin.com So yeah, in the previous segment, we were just talking about how uh, Dave had an interaction with the police. He was very far away from everyone else, sitting on a park bench with the dogs, smoking a cigar, minding his own business. The police comes up. It was a Corona with, Italia by CAO, by the way. How ooh. ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. How, how punny. And the it, police comes within six. Was he wearing a mask? No, I wasn't wearing a mask. No, was he? Uh, no, he was not wearing a mask. So In this, fact, he exposed this, himself to my cooties if I had them. Yeah. So he came. He saw someone isolated, not doing anything. He came within six feet of them. Both of you are not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. You have a nice conversation, exchanging some germs, and you know. Yeah, I mean, I you know if, gave you a good talking to. 
Yeah, you know. I mean, if I was persuaded, if I for had your that, own protection. Yeah, you know, for all I, all he knows, I could have tongue kissed him. You know, I mean, what? I don't <laughs> I don't swing that way, but you know, and you know, he wasn't that cute if I was. But <laughs> hey, kind of kind of dumpy looking. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. But uh, no, it was ridiculous. And and I I think about that whole term like. If it saves just one life, it's worth it. Well, you know, it's it's not. I mean, uh, you know, automobiles, you know, they have a formula for recalling cars, you know, and if it's more expensive than the settlements that they're going to have to pay out, they don't do the recall. And the reason is, is because there are sometimes certain mitigating circumstances where, you know, well, here's the thing. It would save one life if everyone just stayed inside all day, never left their house, wrapped themselves up in bubble wrap. And then, no and one then, believes in this and save then, one life idea. And then people will still die because yeah. you got things like old age. You got, okay, it's, here I am with a cigar and a cup of coffee. I just ate a sausage McMuffin with egg and I weigh up over 300 pounds. I mean, the fact of the matter is coronavirus is probably the least of my damn concerns. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so it's, it's like this. When has we, the government ever cared about health before? Look well, at all the foods, look at what they regulate and look yeah. at what they don't like. Okay. They're going to regulate everything, but they're not going to regulate McDonald's or yeah. trans fats or all these things. The government are, made me sterile for Christ's sake. They, they, I got radiated by a, by a fire control radar in the Persian Gulf, and I used to play poker sitting on boxes of depleted uranium ammunition. They gave me anthrax shots that, that killed like several hundred people. I was given pyridostigamine bromide for like anti-nerve gas stuff, which later on was, you know, call, caused neurological damage. Uh, they sent me to a war zone, for God's sakes. Uh, yeah, they don't care. My hand got crushed in a rope. Uh, the week before that, I saw a guy get decapitated by a snap mooring line. That was very interesting. You know, I, I, uh, who the hell creates these bioweapons in the first place? It's the freaking government. We wouldn't have this freaking virus if it wasn't for mad scientists working for governments in some... You know, Doctor Strangelove biosafety lab, and 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 they want to sit there and tell me that sitting on a park bench is dangerous. Yeah. I just you know, for unlawful carnage, them. How dare you? That's How I, dare you? As Greta would say, your children should be in school right now. Well, let's hear what Larry has to say. Larry, are you here? Uh- Hey, I'm, I'm here, but, you know, I'm looking at this, and I've been looking here in the state of Indiana to try to find the uh, how many people died during February through March of last year, and the statistic is not available. So what they're doing is every time somebody dies, they wait a little bit and then say corona killed them. They have yeah. got people in this town really freaking out and what the dangerous thing I seen yesterday, guys, down at one of our largest homeless centers, there's uh, officers down there in new uniforms, black pants and blue tops with different kind of logos on them, and they are over there surveying around, and they are driving the homeless out of the downtown area, driving them out. Hmm. And, and it's so stupid when you look at it, because if you go in this supermarket, you're not six foot away from anybody. 
that you uh, are, are in contact with. The cash register, I went there today. I'm looking right at the lady, talking to her, giving her my money, tendering my money over, buying my stuff, handling my packages. And uh, this, there is something sinister behind this whole situation, fellas. But I oh, think I, I agree. That, but I think that we, some people that are hooked into the system, like these churches, the 501c3s, they they are doing this. They are not they are not having services not because they don't trust in the Lord, but they're scared if they have have services, their daycares will be taken away. Their voucher programs mm-hmm. from the state from the government will be taken away. So the churches are endeared to the government through their 501c3s. They can't say anything, and it's just a sham because. You know, colored people, and you know I'm colored, right? They're mm-hmm. taking it really hard, too, because they are prone to go along with anything that white people tell them. They are wearing masks. They're calling in, trying to get off from work because they're scared of the coronavirus. When what they really want is to be laid off so they can get unemployment plus that $600. So I, it's just I don't about- know. I, I don't know if everybody, just because of their skin color, wants There's There's a lot of hardworking people out there. I mean, I used to work in the inner city in Detroit, and I, I can say that most of the people that I, I, I worked with and know, work, yeah. they want to work, man. You know, So, I mean, I, I don't think that's a good generalization. But there are but some I, oh, oh, yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of honky mofos out there, uh, a lot of white no, people who are lazy. I live right down amongst them. Yeah, so, you know, so but but you know the the you're talking about policies like for example, I'm, I don't want to be narcissistic here, but you know in in our situation here, our governor Ralph Torres uh uh-huh. against against uh, the the advice of a lot of people uh allowed this marathon to go on on March 14th. Now this marathon had a lot of people from Korea I'll get to the end of the story later. As Larry, do you want to stay over. on the line? I'll stay on. Sure, I'll do it. Yeah, thank you, Larry. All right, this I'll is Free it. Talk Live. If you want to call in like Larry and tell us your stories, the number is 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. The number to call in is 855-450-3733. The phones are lit today. We have a caller on hold right now. We're going to get back in just one second. First, I want to tell you about the AnyPay Ambassador Program. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you can earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. 
Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you will receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. So we're going to go back to the phones. Larry, are you still here? Yeah, I am. We'll get the rest of your story then. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, another thing that cheeses my cracker about this situation. Okay, here's the thing. Like I've, I've said before, I, I don't necessarily believe that this is like the, the uh, Andromeda strain that's going to kill us all. I mean, yeah, let's practice some social distancing and wash your hands and be cautious. All the things you should normally do. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in just, but, but the, but the governor, okay. In his infinite wisdom. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this in part because a lot of my friends are going, give, give him both barrels. You know, my friend from Boston, Jay, if he's listening, he's like, yeah, give that, give that SOB both barrels. He's a, he's a dumb, you know, whatever. So yeah. So governor Ralph Torres, um, on 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 March 14th allowed the Saipan International Marathon to go through okay <laughs> now a week later is when they like had this stupid curfew start and they had all this stuff you know lockdown but the thing is, is so we bring in a ton of people mainly from South Korea where they're having like yeah where they're having like massive outbreaks of this stuff and uh, then now now uh, they decided, oh, oh my God, it's Plague Island now because we got like I guess we had eight cases and one person who was seventy with a heart condition died. <laughs> so, so it's Plague Island now when we could have basically shut the airport down and not let anybody in because I don't know about you, but I think islands are actually pretty good quarantine zones because you know geography. I learned that when I was in kindergarten. Actually, I figured <laughs> that out earlier. Like, hey, mom, do you think anybody gets? That's why they have leper colonies on islands, for God's sake. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, one yeah, more I mean, thing. Hey, I think that uh, what's happening is is the governors have their states in such a bad deal. You know, they're always giving incentive packages to tramp corporations to come within their mm-hmm. their uh, jurisdiction and work for nothing and just practically pay them. And then when the incentives run out, they run out, right? So oh, what's yeah. happening is their deficit spending and their bond issues, city of Indianapolis over the last three years, over $5 billion in municipal bonds to private corporations. Now, mm. pretty soon your bond rating is going to go down and that, that principal is going to get called oh, we, in. We don't have That's bonds here. Yeah, we're today. lucky. Our, our bond rating is, is non-existent. We just, we just suck off the federal teat here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what hey. That's what this is all about. Because the more cases oh, yeah. you have, the more money you get. Just like the well, guy like, in New York. Uh, what's his name? The mayor of New York, the Blasio. The Blasio. He's so yeah. funny. He's begging. Somebody needs to pour a bucket of uh, Porta John slop on him. And oh then, yeah. Uh, Como, the Charles Como guy talking about he went through it and how messed up he was and stuff. Somebody needs to have him arrested because. He's doing oh. nothing but lying. I mean, these people are talking about, oh, you can do it. He can, yeah, he can do it. He's a multimillionaire. He flowed right through it. But somebody's losing their job and told not to come in to work with no money. That's a bad deal. And I think, but you know what they're saying? 
Well, if these clowns will go for 9-11, we can do anything on them. So we just oh, yeah. need to think about what, what our government is capable of because there's nothing too dirty, fellas. I well, appreciate well, you the also, call, Larry. Thanks well, so much. Well, Thank here's you. the thing. You, you make a good point. Like, for example, you got to also remember, like, who's in control of the government. You know, like, I, I, I think Trump is a good guy myself, personally. I, I, I think he's trying his best. But you got all of these uh, people that ran 9-11 in the deep state, what they call it. Yes, I'm a conspiracy buff. I don't call myself a conspiracy theorist. I, consult, I consider a conspiracy uh, researcher because a lot of stuff has come true. But... You talk about, like, state and local governments. One thing I do respect about what Trump is doing is he is letting the local governments kind of have a free hand because constitutionally that's the right thing to do. And I think that's a, a huge thing to bring up, right? You look on TV, the hero Cuomo, he's the hero of Corona. But he's all sitting he does, on all these uh, All he does is complain. Well, and si- he, what has he done, right? His colleague in California, Gavin Newsom, He's acquired 33 million masks while Cuomo is complaining all day to his mm-hmm. brother on CNN, having little, it's kind of weird when the two of them are on, like, oh, mom said to say hi, playing your little, like, games and creating some drama and, you know, campaigning for 2024, basically. Some of the other governors are actually doing what they're supposed mm-hmm. to do and acquiring supplies instead of just saying, We're, Trump's not giving us uh, enough. Unlike, unlike K-pop videos, I can't watch the Cuomos. That's fair. But when I watch K-pop videos, I turn it on mute, and I just kind of, you know, never mind. Sorry. Reveler, are you there? Yes, Reveler. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing, Reveler, down in Florida? Uh, Where are you at in Florida? That was a a great caller earlier. But anyway, first of all, I just want to say I hope that Como and I hope that Kathy Griffin both die slowly and painfully of corona. What I want to talk about uh, there's a white nationalist that recently turned pro-diversity, and I want to talk about Jewish power structure briefly and how it relates to you libertarian people. Okay. <laughs> well, we're right. willing so to hear you even if we don't necessarily agree because we're free talk live. Right. Let me go get a bagel. Yeah, I know you guys don't agree. That's okay. So that's one reason <laughs> I like listening sometimes. But anyway, so uh, at least you guys have the kindness to you know, talk to people like me, which hardly anybody does, and then they wonder why Brenton parents stuff happens so it's the same parent anyway so uh there's this white nationalist guy uh well, former white nationalist named matthew heimbach long story short and uh he this guy ran one of the most successful white nationalist organizations in modern day history called the twp blah 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 infighting he screwed it up whatever anyway fast forward to one day ago so my telegram groups and stuff were buzzing with this with all the nationalists we're talking about Anyway, he's basically working for a proto-Jewish organization now, and I'm sure they paid him. So, uh, And I have it on good authority that he bottoms for transgender women. So Miss Aria Demezzo, if she's looking for another boyfriend, she's found it. So what do you gentlemen make of that? He's a traitor. He's a scumbag. What do you all think? I, I don't know anything about this person, so I can't comment. Yeah, I, I will oh, say I, that. Every man has their price, and the price has been plummeting for decades, right? It used to be that people, they had a sense of honor and duty and dignity, and they were going to do what's right. But it seems in today's world, you're taught as a kid, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You have like Barry Bonds, A-Rod, all the like masters of the universe. They're like insider (laughs) trading, and that's like what's cool. These politicians, professional liars, they're cool. Can Can I ask a question? 
Um, because this is this is like terminology. I think the the, the language has been hijacked and, and switched around uh, since I uh, appeared in the bearded Spock universe we live in. Uh, you know, I, where I grew up, you know, words meant different things. Uh, what exactly, in your mind, uh, is a white nationalist? Just out of curiosity. Me or your co-host? No, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking anybody out there because, well, here's the thing. I, I, I'm 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 75% Caucasian myself. I'm part Cherokee Indian, so technically, I guess I'd consider myself white. And I love the United States. I believe in the core democratic values of our of our founding fathers, and and I love my country enough to have gone and served in it. So I would say I'm a nationalist, but I don't necessarily use that as a way to be prejudiced against other people. I guess. So I just wonder what right. white nationalist really means. Uh, thank a you for the call. Oh. So yeah, uh, is Dave a white? Dave is a white man who loves his country. Is he a white nationalist? Call in and let us know. The number is 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. The number to do so is 855-450-3733. And uh, we have a caller on the line who is uh, maybe a white nationalist, maybe not. Uh, We'll talk to anyone. We'll hear their points. We'll give feedback. We'll discuss. If you have something you want to discuss, you can call in. Hello? Caller, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, yeah, we we have uh, some other callers on the line, but... Uh, we don't want to make you think that we're cutting you off, so just give us your definition of white nationalist real fast, and maybe we'll talk about it for a few seconds before we head on to the next call. So what is a white nationalist? Okay, so a white nationalist is uh, essentially it's a form of camaraderie based upon genetic lineage. But what I just want to say really quick is that I'm not a white nationalist. I am a white nationalist sympathizer. I'm like a cross between a fascist and a libertarian. I know that sounds weird, but I just want to tell you guys, that, you know, why, I just want to ask, why is it that Israel, you know, gets a wall, but if we can't have a wall because that's racist? So if you look at the power structure of the state, and it's not that every Jew is bad, but a lot of these Jews at the top are buttholes, and they import these Muslim fundamentalist buttholes and these 68 IQ Somalis that rape white women and help cuck white people, and maybe they belong in ovens. Thank you. Well, I, I think I can answer the why does Israel have a wall and we don't. And I, I would I, say I, many I, people at the top are bad regardless well, of which group they're from. But well, continue. I, I, I think because the Israeli government doesn't give a damn what other people think of them, whereas we got a lot of people in the U.S. government who are into political correctness and who are uh, – you know, worried about getting elected. So I, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying, I, I just yeah. think Israel is like the honey badger. They don't give it S with a hit. Cool. Well, thank you for your call. It's always interesting to hear different perspectives. Next, we'll go to Dan in Michigan. Are you there, Dan? Yeah, I'm here. What's on your um, mind? Well, it doesn't have to be about nationalism, but does it? Hey, where in Michigan are oh, you from? Be, it can be about anything you want. It's Jack- Free Talk Live. Jackson. Where are in Michigan? Jackson. Jackson? Oh, okay. I've been there many times. I, I miss the Space Center. I used to go there all the time. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. I yeah, I grew up here, I grew up in Westland. 
I grew up in Livonia. Cool. I went to Livonia <laughs> Public Schools. I used to live on uh, Merriman and Joy area. That's where, uh, right by my sister. She lives on Grandin. Okay, awesome. Isn't this sweet? Hey, man, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I almost, it's like a reunion, man. Yeah. I, got the, I feel the love. <laughs> oh, part, part so, of the language. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear that, Anyways, so. All right. Uh, in defense of Israel, um, the Jews got a wall because they're surrounded by enemies on all sides, for one thing. Anyway, mm. that sort of ties in to what I, wa- I want to ask a question about cryptocurrency. And also, Alex is the man. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous here, so <laughs> bear with me. Um, uh, that a lot of things going on in the world. I didn't call to preach. Um, I just called to say, throw out there, that a lot of the things happening in the world today are are tied into Bible prophecy and uh, the dictatorship of the one world government, Antichrist, Beast, and all that. But my question was, is if okay. So let's say all of a sudden they take over all the money and you got to take the mark of the beast. And then what would be safer, having cash or cryptocurrency? Because they could always shut down the Internet, too. It's sort of out well, there. You I can know. send uh, right. cryptocurrency over ham radio. So it's not as simple oh, as wow. just shutting down the Internet. Mm. And keep in mind, it's yeah. almost impossible to shut down the Internet. It's just that if two yeah. computers are connected... You have an internet. So to shut down the internet, you need to cut all the cables everywhere. And that's nearly impossible. What you could do and what a lot of uh, dictatorships have done before is they'll disconnect to the rest of the internet. So say you're in some uh, you know, third world country with a strong leader like Sudan or yeah. something. Maybe they unplug their connections to all the neighboring countries. They tell their internet service right. providers, disconnect from other countries. That is possible. But to connect, disconnect everyone around the world is nearly impossible because you can just run a cable yourself. Now you have the internet back up again. There's satellite internet. There's so many different uh, mesh nets and other technologies. So I wouldn't worry about the uh, internet being shut down, especially when you can do uh, ham radio and other ways to transact, Bluetooth, tons of others. Yeah, my, but the question I would ask is, is what would the, the price be, right? What's your goal? Are you trying to have a store of value? And if the, um, we're talking about internet being shut down, I don't know how good a store of value something like Bitcoin would be because this is a pretty apocalyptic world. There is probably some kind of right, like, you know, radioactive war, nuclear thermal winter, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. In that world, right. uh, what's a good store of value? It might be bullets. It might be cigarettes. It might be <laughs> beer. I got cigarettes. So <laughs> It's it's yeah. hard to say. So I would say I wouldn't worry too much about those scenarios. What will happen to Bitcoin? What will happen to dollars? If it's getting that bad, right. then just worry about supplies to survive. In terms of like yeah. what we're facing now with the potential for a massive inflation and other economic damage, yeah. I think that's a better question right. to ask is what should you do then? And uh, I know there's a lot of, anti-dollar sentiment, but I think based on the empirical evidence, the dollar is sort of the safe haven currency of the world. If you're in China, you're in euros, you're in any other currency in the world right now, you need to have some kind of fiat currency to pay your bills, 
Dollars are the currency of international se settlement. So if you're importing stuff, you're probably paying in dollars anyways. So more and more people will convert to dollars so they don't get crushed with their domestic inflation. And that will help even though we're printing money here. If every country is printing money and everyone's running to the safest currency, that has the potential to stabilize the dollar. So I think a dollar collapse in the short term isn't especially likely. But in the long run, there will probably become a point where people say, I don't know if the government can pay us back in 30 years. These 30-year treasuries, I don't think they're sustainable. And as the 30-year the treasuries become unsustainable and then the 10-year, and as it gets like lower and lower, people are worrying, will the two-year be sustainable? I think that's when you'll see dollar pressure. But in the next you know, six months or so, I think there's pretty much zero chance of a dollar collapse, even inflation. With $20 oil, everyone's losing their jobs. There's going to be a ton of housing availability. I don't think there's going to be a ton of inflation at all in the U.S. Right. So I'm not sure if that answers your yeah, question. I mean, yeah, I think you answered it well. You, um, I started listening to you guys just a little while ago. I got hooked on your show. I really like what a lot of what you guys got to say, and you're informative and uh and I just, one other thing about the coronavirus, our governor shut our schools permanent for the year and moved everybody up a grade, even though they got mm. it. There's some kind of lessons they got to keep doing some lessons. Yeah, I've got some I got some former colleagues Thanks for the call in the Detroit public schools who are doing something like that online. But, hey, uh, you know, something I, I was just moved to say this, brother, um, you, you talked about um, biblical. You talked about. Uh, you know, what, what, what are you going to do um, in the mark of the beast kind of system? And, you know, like, here's the thing, man. Uh, dictators may be able to shut off your connection to the World Wide Web, but they can never shut off your connection to the Lord. Um, you are through uh, whatever you want to call it, whatever religion you believe in, but there is a Holy Spirit that connects us to the divine. And I think that... Um, if in times of trouble, the ultimate currency is is going to be faith and your spiritual discernment. And I think God moves people to do what they have to do to survive. And I think that uh, if you if you are right with the creator and if you are actually willing to listen, I, I think that a lot of these things will take care of themselves and you will act accordingly to do what's right. So I, I pray for everybody to have that spiritual discernment, have that have that spirit within them. Um, you know, we are not machines. We are we are we are men and women. And uh, our creator is an is an amazing creator, um, regardless of what what spiritual, you know, what name you want to call call him or her. Uh, you know, the creators in within all of us and we can we can make it through. I mean, we are a hell of a resilient race. That was a nice message there, Dave. Thank you. Well, it's not, hey, coming, it's not coming from me, man. Can you hear us? <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Uh, there's an interesting article on the Reason Magazine website about how... Uh, Are you willing to stay on the line? We're about to head into a break. Please. Please do. I want to yeah. hear this. Well, yeah, we have uh, Tom calling in from H Hudson, uh, New Hampshire. He's called in before. He's a pretty good guy. So, yeah, let us know. Do you have any thoughts? You, as you see, we're willing to talk to anyone. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? 
How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture. One that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. This is Free Talk Talk Live. Live, the freest show on the air. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. The number to do so is 855-450-3733. We're coming to you live from the U.S. Mariana Islands, and it's Alex. And the fully caffeinated Dave. I've got six cups of coffee in me now, and I'm ready to, for my morning. Lot of boy. We're going to go to the phones. <laughs> Tom, are you with us? Uh, yeah. There's a... Interesting article in Reason Magazine uh, came out on the 31st of March about how um, America could import countless more face masks if the federal regulators would get out of the way. Uh, Now, a more recent article says that the FDA will lift restrictions, sort of, uh, and thereby toppling another pointless regulation. It seems that it takes uh, like a couple of months for a company that makes a similar mask to get certified by the Food and Drug Administration. And mm-hmm. if, the, you, if let's say you're manufacturing all these uh, face masks in some other country and you want to export them to the United States, the federal government won't let you. It's like blocked. It's like a prohibited item because it, the company hasn't been certified to make them yet, even if they're making them for other countries and they have a good track record and everything. And the, mm-hmm. the thing to remember about how this operates, the very bottom line of this is, if you were to import them into Mexico for transit to the United States, okay, and then you're going to bring them through the port of entry, then they would seize them. But you could simply go around the port of entry uh, somewhere in Arizona or New Mexico and uh, bring them to the United States, except that then you would be intercepted by the United States Border Patrol. So I don't know how many thousands of United States people have died already because of the United States Border Patrol. But let's put the blame where it actually lies. The United States Border Patrol has killed more United States people uh, with this, just like uh, they were killing uh, the people, Hitler's, uh, victims during the Holocaust who would have been able whoa, to escape whoa. into the United States. Wait, wait a second. How many how, how many people States. have died of how many people have died of coronavirus in the United States? Oh, a few thousand, like six thousand of them. Okay, how many people did Hitler kill? How many people did Hitler kill? Okay, so uh, you, to, so making a comparison between the Customs and Border Patrol officers and Hitler, and that wasn't his argument. He was saying that. 
the U.S. didn't let in Jews during World War II. Okay. And That's correct. Now the they're United not letting States in. Was, Hitler was uh, burning the house down, and the United States was blocking the fire exit from the outside. Oh, okay. So I misunderstood your statement. I just thought you're you're comparing coronavirus deaths because of these masks to the Holocaust, and I just thought that was a little bit uh, weird. So no offense. Nobody. Sorry about that, sir. Yeah, I think the general no. point, though, is is valid that people are really going to start to see that these regulations are so dumb. Well, well, why can't you import masks from China? Well, it's exactly the point that I made at the beginning of the show. I'm sitting on a park bench by myself, hundreds of feet away from everybody else, and that's not okay. And the cops come up and harass me. Yet across the street, people are lined up nut to butt, like within a foot of each other at the bank. And that's okay. Yeah, and And then... Enforced by the state, by the way. And, and yeah, I saw one uh, yesterday. I was going uh, about to go shopping at a supermarket, and they had a line of people waiting outside. And a cop and a uh, store employee. Uh, you know, one leaves, one can go in. One leaves, one can go in. It's uh, because they had to keep their social distancing like that. Yeah, and, but uh, meanwhile, outside to get to the social distancing they're zone, bunched up, they're right? bunched up. Well, it's the same thing. No, like with really. the, with yeah. it was well, the same thing with the friggin' TSA. It's like I'll be honest with you, I I, I know people. A, a friend of mine had five thousand dollars in a cell phone stole from him by the TSA, but I don't think they've ever caught a damn terrorist. And if you really, 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 really wanted to be a bad guy, and you really, really, really wanted to like do a lot of damage. You wouldn't necessarily have to, you know, like put a bomb on any plane. You'd have to. You could attack the TSA line to get on the plane. Yeah, and uh, the, the, yeah. what happened to the, what happened with the TSA situation? You were saying they stole five thousand dollars. Yeah, they, a good. They yeah, a good friend of mine. A good friend of mine. He was flying to China uh, from here. Um, he had an envelope with five thousand dollars cash, and he had a brand new iPhone for his wife, and you know. Uh, we have a lot of tourists uh, coming from and to and from China here. And on the uh, flight out, um, they took, TSA took his bag. One well, of my friends not Chinese, but, you know, uh, apparently there's been reports of uh, stuff going missing. Uh, but it's like if you're, if you're not an American citizen and you're leaving the United States, you fly out. I mean, uh, what, how likely are you to prosecute the TSA, right? So um, anyway, so when he gets to China... After they took his bag away from him and everything, he finally, like, lands in, I think it was Shanghai or someplace. He opens the envelope, and there's a $100 bill and a bunch of singles to simulate the weight of the money that was in his thing, and his iPhone was taken out of the box. And the only other people that touched his bag were the TSA. Uh, You know, and he called the FBI. I don't know how that was resolved, but it's like I've read articles where not one freaking terrorist has ever been caught by TSA, yet 400-some-odd TSA officers have been arrested for, for th- stealing shit. I'm stealing stuff from the, uh, from the passengers on these planes. So it's like um, my question... LRN.FM Security Theater. And then, you know, some some people argue, well, you never hear about the success stories. You know? Yeah, thanks for the call. Uh, next, we'll go to Brian in Edinburgh, Virginia. Are you there, Brian? I sure am. 
I hate to bother you guys with this, but I have actually tried calling official channels from FEMA all the way down to my local health department with this. Everybody is okay. screaming for respirators. And I'm used to run a medical supply business and I'm a bit of a historian. Uh, you've seen them talking about the old polio epidemic where they were needing respirators. And they've had some pictures of these giant wards filled with polio victims in iron lungs. Mm-hmm. Now, iron lungs are not a type of respirator they use anymore. No one's manufactured them in about 50 years, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. They're expensive. They're hard to maintain. And they're clunky. And only the United States actually used iron lungs as such. Other countries bought a few and developed their own versions. Uh, there were several other versions. In particular, there was one from Australia. A uh, gentleman was uh, trying to help a kid that was needing it. Uh, he ended up becoming a major hero in Australia. He's known as Australia's uh, Thomas Edison. He developed what's called the Boss Respirator. Now, these are negative pressure respirators, just like the iron lungs, but they're built out of plywood mm-hmm. and simple mechanical parts that you can have in a garage be built by one person in about 24 hours. If you have a manufacturing facility, they can be manufactured quickly, easily, and with modern materials. Light plastics could do these. Vacuum Mm -hmm. cleaner parts could do this. Mm -hmm. I have tried talking to emergency management, FEMA, health department. Can't get through to HHS. FEMA hasn't responded. Uh, my local emergency management people are like, we've talked and no one's listening. Same with my health department people. Uh, and these are simple to build. They're cheap mm-hmm. and easy to do. There's also a bonus. One of the major problems with the modern positive pressure respirators that everybody uses is you have to intubate, intubate the patient and mm-hmm. sedate them. Mm-hmm. With an iron lung, you don't. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, y- this would take the weight off the nurses. Take, mm-hmm. You won't have to have skilled staff to intubate. And it's simple and easy to build. Literally, there's thousands of facilities that could build these by the hundreds and thousands in a day. And yet no one is building them. And I cannot understand why. I have an idea about that. Let's talk about it after the break. What do you want to talk about? Call in, let us know. The number is 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. You can call in and tell us your thoughts. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450, free like freedom. We got a caller on the line. We'll get to him in just one moment. First, I want to tell you about Divi. Divi, the next generation wallet, is coming. It's just a few taps. You'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat. Right in the mobile app and will draw directly to your bank account. There is no need to wait though as Divity already offers the first one-tap solution 
for earning passive income with their multi-tiered master nodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with the Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's DiviProject.org. And we're going to go back to the phones. Brian, are you still here? I sure am. Yeah, so please continue. Uh, Basically, I'm just trying to get the word out about the Boss respirator. It's available on Wikipedia. People can look at it. This is so important at this point. It's something – they're saying that they're going to run out of respirators available in New York or Ventilator, I should say, in the space of the next six days. In six days, with the manufacturing capacity in that state, they could replace – well, they could double their capacity, I should say, quite easily. Here's a couple questions that we have to ask. Uh, One, who manufactures these respirators? Two, how much do they cost? And, you know, like how how much damage to these people that make the respirators would a cheap alternative cause them? Oh, um, there's no medical manufacturers that's made them in 50 years. Um, no, no, no. I'm talking about the ones that the ones that the positive, pre- the ones that you're talking about replacing, you know. So, like, for oh, example, I've, I've been. Them? Yeah, like like here's oh. the thing, like big big pharma big pharma has a lot to lose. Like let's say this this and as I said, I, I've I've been following a lot of other uh news and alternative media and for example, uh uh things like zinc, vitamin C, vitamin B and and mm. uh and and this hydrochloroquine supposedly are like really good to like combat this thing. But hydrochloroquine doesn't have a patent anymore because it's been around forever. Uh, zinc mm-hmm. and vitamin C are like in Mother Nature, and you know it's kind of like big pharma uh, may have a lot well, to lose if the solution is is cheap and, and readily available. There's a major problem with using uh, several different things when you're dealing yeah. with this. If yeah. you go in with the hydrochloroquine, for instance. Yeah, that's I'm not a doctor, so I'm not saying – I'm just re- re- reporting what yeah. I've heard. Well, I'll, I'll toss it at you. I, I've got the, some of the technical background on this. Um, yeah. The hydrochloroquine is uh, an immunosuppressive, and it's good to a degree for blocking the cytokine storm that pops up when the cells start dying and the immune system starts attacking the lining of the lungs itself. Okay. Um it can be, but the timing has to be right. And if you immune suppress someone too early, you can mm-hmm. actually just set them up for a bacterial pneumonia. And there are quite a few right. different bacterial pneumonias that have set in on COVID patients that are as destructive or more destructive than the viral pneumonia that they suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and I'm only asking... Right yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. I'm not trying to give anybody any medical advice. I just want to make that perfectly Absolutely. clear. I'm not a medical doctor, and I would always uh, follow the advice of a doctor. I'm just asking questions. You would always follow the advice of a doctor. Well, not well. You know, I, I, last time I went to the doctor, he said, "There's no reason you shouldn't live another thirty to forty years. You just won't enjoy it." Uh, but, 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 but,
but 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 what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, is I'm looking at some of these drugs. Like for example, um, I I self medicate for this thing by going out and getting sunshine because I happen to know that sunshine is good for your immune system and it and it helps improve your mood. And I know like fear and negative emotions. Uh, can, 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 can suppress your immune system. So for me, it's very therapeutic to sit and look out at the ocean and enjoy God's creation and just be like, ah, this is nice. And then, you know, so, and that's cheaper than any drug out there. Uh, but you know, it seems to me that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like another thing too, like, you know, for example, uh, well, to be vitamins fair, are cheap. Don't you normally do your ocean viewing with a cigar in in your mouth? Hey, man, there's nothing. Well, it's 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 a prayer it's a prayer stick. I'm part I'm part Indian, and I use it as a, a religious uh, sacrament. Matako a, a little warning on some of this, though. Uh, yeah. Some of the uh, immune cells that you have that are attacking the COVID using. Massive doses of antioxidants, for instance, that some people have suggested. Mm-hmm. Oxidants are what the are the chemicals that the uh, immune cells use to attack. You would mm-hmm. actually, in some cases, be blunting the immune reaction. Yeah. Well, it's I, I just, think it's crazy. You have to find a balance point, and you really need yeah. a, a medical professional to help you with it. Oh, I, I I agree. But what I'm saying is, like, I'm I'm just like wondering if if some of like the companies, like for example, the companies that make these uh, uh, expensive respirators, I wonder if if they would try to, in in cooperation with governments, suppress the the building of these things because uh, they would. Because I, I I mean I've known I've known it to be the case. That I work in the environmental field, and I know that a lot of regulations get passed that like mm-hmm. Exxon Mobil could like you know no sweat you know they they could violate the heck out of a, of a regulation because they have billions of dollars a a two million dollar fine for like an oil spill would be just like you know cost of doing business whereas joe's auto shop down the road they have a 10 gallon oil spill uh a, a couple thousand dollar epa fine could put them out of business so like basically a lot of regulations are actually I wouldn't say intentionally designed, but we have things called lobbyists. (laughs) Oh, no, they they are designed because, unfortunately, a lot of the regulations are written by the industry groups and handed to the government committee. No, really? I know that. Uh, Worst case, though, in this, uh, they have the emergency regulations that are suspending the normal approval by the FDA. Nowhere in there does it allow for a negative pressure respirator system at all. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, I think in an emergency, I, well, we should we should have the freedom also to try. I mean, like I I look at it this way: if I've got like cancer, for example, and mm-hmm. uh, some some guy has a crazy you know un, unorthodox treatment, and I'm going to die anyway, I should have the right to basically decide to try something that may be conventional. Why do you government say you people. should? You do. You have the right to do it. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't yeah, have it men took with about 65 years to get the law to allow it. Yeah. Uh, I, I shouldn't have men with automatic out. weapons keeping me from doing it. What do you think about the current medical system? Call in. Let us know. 855-450-3733. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. 
Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. That's because you can call in and tell us about whatever you want. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. And we have a caller on the line we'll get to in just one moment. First, I want to ask you, have you heard about Intercoin? Intercoin is working to make crypto go mainstream. It is designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. If you missed your opportunity to get in on Bitcoin from the start, then here is your chance to join the next revolution in money. Check out intercoin.org and if you like what you see, pick up some of those coins for yourself. Just as the internet is a global network that connects local networks, Intercoin is a global currency platform that enables communities around the world to issue and manage their own currency, so they may circulate it among their local population. Intercoin enables fintech innovation on the local community level, leading to stronger communities, greater sustainability, less poverty, and even more productivity. Check out intercoin.org. Our listeners must know that Free Talk Live received $40,000 worth of tokens by Intercoin Inc. for advertising. And now we'll head to the phones. Chad, are you there? Hello. I, I, you know, the thing is, I want to say we, we can talk about all this, this information on, on drugs. And the real thing we should be looking at is vitamin D. I mean, taking 2,000 international units of vitamin D a day can help. And it, it can really, truly help cure, the, not cure, but for lack of better words, prevent the coronavirus. Are you saying D is in Delta or B is in Bravo? Well, vitamin D, Delta. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's why I get sunlight all the time. I agree. And it's weird that it's it's almost the recommendations are a little peculiar, right? We talked last week and earlier today about some of the weird ones. Uh, you know, don't go outside to exercise. They shortened the store opening hours in the CNMI, the U.S. Marion Islands, where we are from whatever you wanted, to 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then a few days later, they realized, wait a second, if we shorten the store hours, everyone will be at the store at the same time. It will be more crowded. Right. And I think some of these other policies that they're doing, they almost seem counterproductive. Like they're trying to, let's tell everyone to crowd inside with all of their family, you know, have all the kids at home and just like pack the generations together as if there's not downsides to that. So I, I and then, feel... And then stay inside where you can't get vitamin D from the sun where it's free. Yeah. And well, we need, we need to look at this. And, and going outside does not provide enough vitamin D. And I really think Dr. Fauci needs to work on better uh, mm-hmm. in getting the word about vitamin D. Sadly, big pharma, but they are, they are trying to help cure this virus and make a little bit of profit, which, which is their right. Well, why don't we just focus on being healthy in general? I hope if we can get one yeah. takeaway from this coronavirus, you know, panic. It's you know, if you're panicking, 
you're not healthy enough, right? Yeah. You can always be more healthy. And that's not to say you should, you know, stress out. Oh, no, I forgot to take my vitamins. Oh, I didn't yeah. get my 10,000 steps in. But Americans are not healthy. The average developed country person, I mean, who is healthy around the world? Very exactly. few places are healthy. And some places are, are not as like obese, which often we think of as like weight as a measure of health. But you can have a, a very you know healthy BMI, body mass index, and be not considered obese, overweight, or underweight. Like you're just right where you're supposed to be but still be extremely unhealthy because all you eat is ramen noodles. And so, you could and you could be very fat and you can still be very healthy or you could be very I, skinny. I would disagree with that. No, no, there are there are some people out there that actually they they could be a, a bit fat but they've got good blood pressure, good cholesterol and they can function. Well, it, it just depends it, there's on There's different body types out there. The thing is yeah. is, is health, I mean it's a factor in the coronavirus. But at the yeah. same time, you cannot change health now. You have to do your best to stay quarantined. Well, why can't you? Well, yeah, you could exercise, but not too much. There's, you can you can change your diet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's um, no what, way what you you're think? going to lose one percent of body mass index. Um, here, well, it depends how long they lock us up, right? I mean, we've well, been, I mean, you could still do sit-ups for God's sake, impossible. and you can. You could you could still you do setups. You one percent of body mass index in one one week. Not one week, but you know we could be locked up for at this rate. It's yeah. indefinite, right? If they lock us up for six weeks, there's a lot you could have done during those six weeks to yeah. get more healthy. But based on the designs of the policies and you know what we're seeing, it seems like most people are like, how many hours of Netflix can I watch in one day? Right. How stressed out can I get yeah. from doing a you know, CNN getting, marathon? Yeah, instead of getting on the exercise bike or doing push-ups, you know, people are sitting on the couch. But, you know, it's... And uh, you don't I, need a yeah. gym. You don't need a bike. You don't need anything. Just run in place, walk in place, pace, you know, push-ups, sit-ups. There's, just get your heart rate moving and get some exercise. That will both help you mentally get some mm-hmm. endorphins flowing, relax yourself a little bit, and... You're doing something, right? I think a big problem people face is they're they're trapped inside. What can I do? I'm just like waiting to die. That's like what the news is basically making you feel. It's Turn like, off the TV and stop listening to these people too. Well, I then, think is a good if, thing. If yeah, I may, read a book. If I may ask, why would we listen to you if we're not going to listen to the TV? Well, you listen well, to whatever uh, you oh, want to listen to, man. I don't, what channel are we on TV? I haven't seen us yet. Yeah. But that's that's what I'm saying, is we need the radio. We need the news media to keep us sane, hmm. and we need stuff like that. I don't know about what news media, right? I've been watching old episodes of Dragnet myself. I think the, the mainstream news is they're a business, right? And they're in the business of getting clicks and attention. And they've realized, we've all realized that, you know, the best way to do that is to cause an emotional reaction. Fear is, is probably the best one, but also hmm. outrage, right? You know, let's get everyone outraged. The government, you know, there's not enough ventilators. So that gets you scared and outraged. Mm-hmm. How dare they not prepare for this? Why are we spending all this money on taxes? And they just repeat that over and over and over again. I don't and, think and that's also, productive. And you also, speaking, you also want to remember. Speaking of taxes, speaking yeah. of taxes sorry to cut you off, but not Theodore Roosevelt, he lowered taxes. He was also a bad mother. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt was a cool guy. I know, but he he wasn't a mother; he was a father. Yep. <laughs> By what I'm saying, I love Ted, Ted, Talk Ted, Live. 
<laughs> well, Ted, 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 Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt was cool. I even had an action figure of him at one time. Go ahead. Sorry. I, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, so yeah, thanks for the call. But yeah, I think this general theme is important to keep in mind is what should you be doing? What's the best way to make use of this time, right? The government has basically locked us all inside and said, you can't go outside, you can't run your business, you can't visit your family, you can't go to church. You, there's very little you can do. And I think that's pretty depressing and creating anxiety and suffering. And I just think it's important for people to realize that, you know, there is a lot you can do in this time period. You can reach out to your family by phone. You can read your you know, spiritual books in person. You can read books to improve yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't get caught up in all of this you know, fear and panic and just watching the news 24-7, watching the ticker go up, another person died, another person died, and just yeah. your heart rate is but, constantly elevated. Well, and, and another point is, and, 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 and I'll be honest, I'm not going to hide my, uh, my political leanings. Um, I, I am like 100% positive that a lot of these uh, media outlets out there um, have it in for the current president, and they're going to say anything they can to try to affect the uh, the, the next election. And you know, so you got to remember, you know, what what their uh, what their point of view is and what they're pushing. So I think a lot of that is uh, is politically motivated, and it's and it's sick actually because the fact of the matter is, in, in an emergency situation like this, we should look at what the common good is and what we really need to do in order to make it through this as as a unified country. But but no, you know, uh, these uh, these guys that got it in for El Presidente, I think, and uh, they're going to do whatever they can and say whatever they can to basically affect the election. Yeah, it's uh, pretty outrageous. Do you agree? Do you think the media is, is attacking the president or are they objective journalists just doing their duty? I, I Call in a, and let us know. I got 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. The number is 855-450-3733. This is Alex. And Dave. And we're coming to you from the U.S. Mariana Islands. And, yeah, for those of you who don't know, we're a, a territory of America, so part of the country, in Asia Pacific near Guam. Yep. We're about an hour, well, we're about a 45-minute flight from Guam and about an eight-hour flight from Honolulu and about a uh, four-and-a-half-hour flight from Tokyo. So we're way out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Or somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's, it's either... We're, we're near the rift where the kaijus come from. Yeah, we're right near the Mariana <laughs> Trench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, interesting location, and uh, interestingly, we're we're going to become pretty isolated soon. Yeah. The United, one of the main carriers here, the last flight is tomorrow. Yep. And they're you know suspending flights temporarily. There are some options, you know, cargo planes and uh, medical evacuations and all of those, but. General passenger travel has become uh, heavily restricted, which is, uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I've got mixed feelings. Um, 
you know, it's 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 like okay, if this is indeed like the global pandemic, uh, then I understand people uh, as long as they don't cut off supplies. I think we should be all right. Um, I am very upset about the threat to our civil liberties, and I, I think the founding fathers they knew about pandemics back then, and they had diseases like tuberculosis and all these other things, but they didn't, uh, you know, say that uh, when they wrote the Constitution we can suspend that those rights because somebody somebody gets sick. So I think we have to balance things out, and you know, me personally. Yeah, traveling wouldn't be something I would do. And uh, if you can keep foreign people who may have diseases out of the foreign as in non-U.S. people or just just anyone well, from the island? like like an island is a really good place to be in a pandemic. Like one of the reasons I moved here was uh, because let's just say a. Uh, a zombie apocalypse scenario or some other thing happen. You know, I'd rather be in an isolated area with, uh, you know, only 40,000 people than in, say, Los Angeles. So, you know, there's benefits to being on an island. And I guess uh, one of my earlier points that made me a little bit upset was they decided to lock down the entire island uh, for us within our own island, yet like two weeks prior or a week and a half prior, we brought a whole bunch of people in from a country that had a, a raging coronavirus problem. So it's sort of like... Um, this is for the marathon. Yeah, yeah. A, I would much... annual Saipan marathon. Yeah, I would much rather be able to go... Unlike all of those other marathons, we right. never cancel. That's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would much rather have like sucked it up and not had the Saipan marathon and... and, and kept people out of our island who would be carrying a disease so that we could just go on life as normal here uh, than to let people in and then all of a sudden freak out. It's kind of as stupid as governors of various states saying, we've got to let prisoners out of jail because they might get coronavirus. But if we see you not social distancing, we're going to throw your butt in jail. I mean, that's that's well, the play ridiculous. devil's advocate. Isn't the uh, the cure worse than the disease? The economic. I damage? I agree with you. I would much so it rather wasn't having the marathon. And keep in mind, yeah, this was what like the thirteenth or fourteenth. So this was, was the fourteenth. Yeah, this was before everyone's locking down. Right, and we had had no cases. We had where our biggest tourism markets in order are Korea, China, and Japan. Yeah, so we. We knew about Corona. Our our Corona like emergency declaration was in January. Yeah. So before Trump had even banned the Chinese from coming in, we had already declared a state of emergency. Yeah. We had had no cases. Our our tourism market was under severe uh, strain because of all the Corona fear. So was would it make sense to cancel perhaps the last big economic infusion? And who knows how long? Well, you know, I, I, I'm i just saying, you know, like, uh, be at least be consistent. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, I, I do agree that the cure may be worse than the, the problem. And what people, was inconsistent? Well, the thing is, what was inconsistency here? Well, if you're if, if this is the death spore friggin Andromeda strain that everybody's worried about, why let a whole bunch of people on the island who might have it only to lock everybody down and take everybody's civil liberties a week later because we might get the Andromeda strain killer virus? 
See that 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 to me it just it just blows logic away. I say Well I don't think that was their claim. Well right? I just I just I just think that um there's a lot of people out there just doing a lot of guesswork and they're just panicking and they're reacting instead of being proactive. Yeah. And, well, and that, it's that I agree with a hundred percent. There is no plan. It's yeah. just yeah. You react. It's just react. It, it, it's like a bunch of toddlers on cocaine with a with a carton of eggs, <laughs> you know, running around trying to like do Jackson Pollock paintings or something. I mean, I don't know. That's a weird analogy, but uh, you know, I'm on six cups of coffee right now and uh, been chewing on a cigar, so I'm a little uh, you know buzzed now. But uh, the the thing is, um, it, it is inconsistent. And um, well, I don't know if it's inconsistent still because it's there were no cases, and then there's cases, right? Right. It's we well, had had then, tourists then, from those same regions, yeah, for two months. Well, and there was happens. no testing before that, too. Yeah. And 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 as I had pointed out in previous shows, I was deathly ill in January. So were half the people I knew, and I guessing that there's a possibility that I actually had this disease already and just uh, uh, powered through it like most people do. Like the, the, the people that died, like the one case that we had was a 70-year-old man who had heart problems and he died of coronavirus. Now, who's to say he didn't die of a combination of those? And I got an article here from the well, Epoch Times. Dave, don't you know anyone who dies... And test positive from coronavirus, died of coronavirus. Yeah, even if even if they're sixty eight years old and on on dialysis. Uh, dialysis, like the woman who died in Guam last week, or uh, like half the people in Italy who were eighty five years old. I mean, it's it's like I, I I just read an article from the Epoch Times that basically says that almost everybody who's died from Corona is over sixty. Now, yeah, I'm sure you got and, like a couple of thirty year olds. But yeah, and they love, they absolutely loved on the news. Look at this young person in the hospital. Yeah, and the, he has no, you know, whatever conditions. They always phrase it in an interesting yeah. way, and then and, it's and, like and, and mean, you find out more. It's like, yeah. oh, and, and and meanwhile, you look at how many people have died from automobile accidents this year. I mean, ten million uh, babies were aborted this year. Okay, and and six thousand people have died from corona. I mean, why? Why? I'll, I'll say one thing: since they've closed Planned Parenthood, they saved a lot more lives <laughs> than coronavirus. I mean, and as I said, I'm not anti-abortion. I'm not saying you're a bad person if you've had one. I'm just saying that um, if you've had an abortion, you've killed more people than my AR-15. But um, the the thing is, is how many people have died from the regular flu? How many people have died from drug overdoses? How many people have died from medical malpractice? How many people have died from slips and falls? How many people have died? And the thing is, is what really makes me mad is they're acting like anyone dying is like such a bad thing. Well, people die every day. I'm not saying yeah. that we should not care. Thousands and thousands die every day. Life is a terminal disease. The second you pop out of your mother, you're going to die. Um, I'm going to die. I've accepted. I've been dead. I've actually died for like two minutes. I, 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 I had my hand crushed. I lost blood. 
I needed a blood transfusion. My heart stopped, and I was dead, and my, bo- my, my soul was flying around the, the operating room, and I was looking at my body, and then when they pumped me full of blood and then pu- you know, hit, the, hit me with the uh, defibrillator, I was back in my body. I've known other people who have been dead um, and come back. You know, so it's like we're all going to die. It's, it's, it's natural. It's part of life. I think there's something beyond this. But to sit here and lose our minds and freak out, I mean, yes, this is like a scary thing. Nobody wants to get like this, this pandemic virus. Uh, but at the same time, at the we same have time. Let's look at the data. Let's, right? Yeah, let's and put the, it in perspective. The statistics I saw were that in Italy, the hardest hit place yeah. How many people are dying? If you look at the news, it seems like 100%. The statistics I saw is people over 80, you know, the, the most affected demographic. Yeah. Only 25% of them died in Italy. One in of my other best countries, friends is 80, 15, he's 79. I know he's going to die. But 75% of people over 80 didn't die in a country like Italy. That's insane. Yeah. What do you think? Call in 855-450-373. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash local.bitcoin.com Free Talk Live This is Free Talk Live the freest show on the air you can call in and talk about whatever you want the number is 855-450-3733 that's 855-450- Free as in freedom. We're coming to you live from the U.S. Mariana Islands. It's Alex. And David. And, yeah, we've been talking like everyone else about corona, freedom. What's the current reaction like? What should be done differently? And one of the things that uh, bothers both of us is how politicized all of this has become. You know, can we have a crisis without it being political? Mm-hmm. Everything is just being hijacked for for political purposes. Can a single event occur without the the radical leftists trying to get rid of Trump? Did you see they're they're already talking about doing a, a Corona independent investigation to get to the bottom of this response? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's, um, yeah. It's, yeah, it 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 it, it reminds meanwhile, me. Meanwhile, during the start of this, it was all impeachment, 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 right? It's, well, you know, and the thing is, is all this crap started while the impeachment was going on, and maybe had we not been so focused on trying to get the bad orange man out of office, maybe that orange man could have done something more to deal with this crisis that was emerging while they were obsessed. Well, it's funny because there was a uh, Corona briefing for the Senate, yeah. and. Only 12 people attended, I believe. and Because Orange Man bad. Yeah, they're like, this is a distraction from impeachment. You know, it's just yeah. some trick. And it's like, you know, not everyone is as cynical and, you know, devious as you that every single event is, is a trick yeah. or a redirection. So it's it's pretty scary that every crisis yeah. now has to be hijacked. It's Nancy Pelosi is like, 
how can we shove in some green new deal elements the next yeah. bailout we got to have yeah, environmental let's fund, yeah, restrictions let's fund planned parenthood and, with this covid-19 uh, bill like solar panels and it's like how does that relate you know yeah you and i i feel like this is a common thing break your leg and then sell you the crutch exactly well, okay, so they're going to say, you know, we need Medicare for all and we need Green New Deal and it's all because of Corona. But how do you what's the connection here? How would how is socialized medicine worked in Italy? That's not to say that if Italy was private, there'd be no problems or vice versa. It's just that they act as if our policies are a fix all. All you mm-hmm. need to do is just let in some progressivism, some Green New Deal and the world will be fine. If you don't, it's going to go extinct. Well, meanwhile, it's uh, it's governments that created the problem in the first place. If if it wasn't for big government, we wouldn't have bio warfare programs. But that's just <laughs> that's just that's just that's just a, another thing. But here, that's, here's that's another thing. one theory of where think, Corona came from. Well, right? I think I think one of the big let's break that down first. <laughs> well, I'll get into it later. But I wanted to really get into a point because a lot of people don't understand how federalism works. Now, I taught high school government for ten years. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little familiar with this, but I also have been involved in, in disaster response, uh, on the local level. Like, okay, so here's, here's the deal. We have a thing called federalism. We have 50 state governments and, uh, five territorial governments. We have a federal government that has a federal emergency management agency, EPA, all these other federal agencies that work in conjunction with state and local governments to respond to disasters. Now, if you look at something called the incident command system and you look at the way things are set up, you're supposed to have on the boots on the ground, you know, boots on the ground, on scene command and control done by the most local level you can get because they're the most familiar with the uh, community that's being served. Now, um, two years ago, we had uh, one of the biggest storms ever recorded in world history hit this island, uh, Super Typhoon Sudalor. Um, you too. No, yeah, Super, yeah, Sudalor was two years before that. So we, we had, I've, I've been involved with two, typhoon recovery and typhoon is same thing as a hurricane it's just well, the, like uh, asia pacific name yeah it's the asia pacific name also typhoons are bigger than hurricanes because the pacific ocean is a lot bigger than the atlantic and they tend to get larger and they tend to get a little stronger we had like sustained 213 mile an hour winds my my neighbor's house literally like was blown down to the ground it was a miracle only one person died during the storm i mean i i, I think thought, it was a homeless person right yeah. sheltering in some kind of like i thought i was gonna die i live in a concrete building and i my dog you know curled up on my on my bed with me and i held her tight and i said you know well it was a good life god thank you for everything and if i and i thought my roof was going to collapse and then my two neighbors whose window got blown in are standing there in their underwear banging on my door you know, let me in, you know, and, you know, so it was, it was, it was fun. Um, so, so there, so there I was. Did you let him in? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a nice charitable guy. Um, but, uh, so, so in the, in the, in the months afterwards, working for an environmental consulting firm and, and 
being involved in in these sorts of uh, jobs, we got some good contracts with FEMA uh, to to help clean up the mess. And I was working directly. And this is, as I said, this is the second time in in a decade that I had to do this. And so we worked with representatives from FEMA. We worked with representatives from the Coast Guard and the EPA uh, to do various uh, typhoon uh, recovery work. And the way it works is you have the governor of the of the CNMI was was sort of the honcho of everything um, with our emergency management office working in conjunction with these federal agencies to get the federal money. Uh, to distribute the aid as needed. And a lot of this relies on the local government doing its job, like our police department had to do its job. The contractors that were hired had to do their job. And the FEMA and Coast Guard and EPA people were really, really like all smiles about it because they like looked at us and they said, man, you guys are Johnny on the spot. You guys are like doing your job. And I'm like, well, no, you guys are doing your job. And I was like really happy with the way Trump uh, gave us the aid. Now, just a a couple months before that, we had Maria hit Puerto Rico. And I said, well, hey, uh, senior chief, I was talking to this old senior chief Coast Guard guy who's who's working side by side with me. I said, "Uh, what what, what happened? What was Puerto Rico like? Because he was in Puerto Rico. He goes, oh, man, the local government effed their people. I'm like, tell me more. And basically, he told me the story about how they were like with they were refusing to do their job in Puerto Rico and that they were so partisan that they wanted to make Trump look bad. I mean, and this guy was like a, a, an Obama voter who had met Obama and was talking nicely about Obama. And uh, he wasn't a Trump fan, but he was just saying, basically, yeah. And then you, you look at the recent news. Okay, Puerto Rico governor's in, char- in trouble. Uh, the, the mayor of San Juan was busted for corruption. They had these uh, warehouses full of aid that were held. And what do we have now during corona? You got Governor Cuomo of New York whining about not enough ventilators. And what, what is there? There's a stockpile of ventilators in New York that they found. Well, what the heck, you know? So what I I was really angry because, you know, I, I had a lot of friends on Facebook who are who have Trump derangement syndrome going on and on about how Trump Trump hates brown people and Trump hates islands of brown people and how and the, here I am living on an island full of brown people. OK, that is in, in, that is a commonwealth just like Puerto Rico is. And Trump was Johnny on the spot with us. And I think a big difference was our our governor is a Republican who doesn't want to hurt Trump and supported Trump, whereas the governor of Puerto Rico was a Democrat with Trump derangement syndrome. And I think I don't even think it matters if you're a Democrat or Republican. Right. Yeah. Look at some of the Hollywood people who say, you know, Trump's a, a good guy. And they're probably Democrats, but they're just like, yeah, just talk with him. He's well, a nice person. If, you, it, if you're nice to even, Trump, he's nice to you. Yeah, well, it shouldn't even be a, a Democrat or Republic thing. If your island needs help, you gotta you got to do what's right for your people. Yep, indeed. And is the government doing what's right for you? What do you think? You can call in at 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. 
because you can call in and tell us about whatever you want. The number is 855-450-3733. And we're going to go back to our discussion on government, corona, and what should be done. But first, I want to tell you about ForkFest. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 29th until July 5th for ForkFest 2020 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. That also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 29th until July 5th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers, or you can create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. ForkFest.Party. So yeah. Uh, I know you may be thinking, is this going to be canceled like every other libertarian event or other conference in general? And the answer is no, because there's no one to cancel it. It is a decentralized event. You know what would be really cool is if everybody like, you know, made their COVID-19 PPE into something Mad Max themed and like, showed up like a big you know, uh, uh, post-apocalyptic Mad Max kind of Lord Humongous. You know, like I was thinking a cod piece and a... Hockey mask for me would be cool. Just give us the toilet paper. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. You know, while you're <laughs> locked in, here's a little art project for you. You know, get out the uh, colored pencils and Sharpies and do some designs and maybe, you know, Actually, show, post no, on Facebook your most creative idea. You shouldn't, you shouldn't write on your respirators because that can, like, mess up the uh, structural integrity and the ability. Well, I'm, this I'm, is these are just for art purposes, not yeah. for. Uh, well, you know, but well, you know, I was yeah, but we could get pretty creative. Like, I think if everybody like went out, you know, um, and like you know, I I, I know uh, when I was a kid, I used to like arrange the basement furniture like the bridge of the Starship Enterprise, and you know, kill Klingons and and, and save the galaxy. So you know, um, I stopped doing that when I was twenty four. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I was actually 22 and a half. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I think we could have fun with this. I think, you know, like, uh, like it reminds me, as I said, when the Internet went out on Saipan and I was still married and my wife was there and she wasn't able to get on her smartphone. She goes, Davey, what do we do? Phone, Internet, not working. I said, we could make love. So I think that there might be a baby boom after this, which would be pretty cool. Um well, it's it's usually a recession is uh, tough for baby booms, right? And yeah. I think that's a, a good segue into uh, this article I saw earlier today on Yahoo News. The UN says the pandemic could shrink global economy almost 1% in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I just look at those and I just like, wow. They think it's going to shrink by only 1%? What, where do they get these numbers from? They just pull them out of the air? I, I don't think, yeah, I think economists, I, I, a lot of it's probably guesswork, but uh, there was another article, a couple articles I read where 
Um, they're asking, like, who's going to pay for this? And there's actually a law firm in Florida that wants to sue the Chinese Communist Party. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I, good luck collecting, but I think that we should, uh, you know, there's a damaged, uh, there's, there's damaged parties here. And I think... Well, who's uh, the, the damaged party and who's... The, the world. And, and I think, the, and as I said, I, I've stated this before. I'm going to stick to my guns. I believe this was a Chinese bioweapon that was accidentally released through negligence. And, uh, you know, it's like this. If, if I owned a store or like, okay, if I owned a, a factory in like, I don't know, Bhopal, India, and cyanide gas uh, escaped my factory and killed everybody in the town, who, who pays? I mean, Union Carbide had to pay. Right, but they would have to prove that you leaked the gas well, and I just then read, there would need I to just, be a collection mechanism. Well, hold on a second. I got an article. Hold on a second. I got an article here. And uh, from the from the Epoch Times, and it says, uh, "Did China's plan? Did China's plan to destroy the United States backfire?" And this is like basically positing that this is positing that it was a bioweapon. Um, and then um, there's another person, uh, Doctor Francis Boyle, a biological weapons expert, who basically is saying that this is a he's the guy who wrote the bioweapons convention which is international law and um and and dr francis boyle says that basically he's pretty much convinced that this was an engineered bioweapon and basically the the lab in wuhan was china's uh a version of our it was analogous it's it was analogous 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 it was analogous to our Fort Detrick, Maryland, which was as, which is one of the United States government's bio warfare labs. So my 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 contention is, and I I, I think uh, if we can prove that this was indeed, well, how would you prove that? Oh well, you could get the you could get the virus and like take a look at it and see that it was genetically spliced. Apparently, several labs have done that. Also, the but fact how do you, that seems pretty hard. Well, to also, prove well, also, the Chinese government has put out publications, and their generals have talked about their doctrine, which includes using bioweapons based off of coronaviruses. I mean, there's there's a lot of details out there. What and, you would need is like a subpoena of the bio labs, like you know, genomes of all their diseases, which is yeah. So I think did they do it is a question. Can you prove it? Can you collect damages, right? There's three different yeah. areas. And there's even if they did it, which I'm not sure. Yeah, how would we collect damages? There's no way you could prove it. I mean, te- even if technically, you could prove it, yeah, there's well, no way to collect damages. Well, technically, United States' uh, strategic doctrine is to respond to a bio attack with a nuclear strike. So I don't think that that's really a good option. Uh, especially since our nuclear arsenal is actually old and nuclear weapons have expiration dates. And that was one of the things that uh, um, uh, I've, I've read. There was like a recent uh, uh, testimony in, in Congress from some of our strategic command people saying that, yeah, if, if we don't uh, rebuild some nuclear weapons in the next couple of years, we won't have a nuclear deterrent. Now, I know a lot of libertarians out there, including myself, are you know not really fond of having big military spending, but we do live in a dangerous world full of people with a lot of uh, you know bad intentions towards us, and deterrence is uh, 
is important. I mean, that's why I have guns in my house is because I know that somebody might break into my house. I don't want to shoot somebody. So the same reason we have a Trident nuclear submarine parked out somewhere with the ability to vaporize Russia or China. You know, we have that because Russia and China have nuclear weapons aimed at us. So um, it's a scary world we live in. Indeed it is. And it would be scarier if it is true that, you know, Corona leaked out from a biolab in China. What do you think? Do you agree with Dave that this is a leaked bioweapon? If so, what can be done? We'd love to hear your thoughts. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live, the freest show on the air. You can call in and tell us your thoughts, and we'd love to hear them. The number is 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE, like freedom. And we've been talking about bioweapons, China, and who will pay for this. And before we get back into that, we just wanted to thank the, an amplifier. Brandon is a Silver Amplifier member. The AMP program stands for Amplify, Market, and Promote. As you may or may not know, Free Talk Live is on over 200 radio stations around the country. And we're doing a good thing, we believe. If you agree that we're doing a good thing, you want to spread these ideas, give a platform for people to talk about whatever they want, and just, you know, advance civilization. Feel free to sign up. Uh, Silver membership is only $5 a month. That's all we're asking for to spread this to more ears. So please consider joining the Amplifier program. And thanks again, Brandon, for your support. So, yeah, Dave, we were just talking about the bioweapons in Mm -hmm. China and, you know, how do we make them pay? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I I got... Two ideas. I got a. I got a couple ideas. One, I think we seriously need to look at uh, getting the world to have a moratorium on bioweapons research and close down these biosafety level four labs. We've had a lot of leaks in the last, you know, decades since uh, since we've really. Uh, stepped up these programs. I mean, there were leaks in the United States. Out in uh, Dugway Proving Grounds in Utah back in the 60s, a bunch of sheep were affected by anthrax. And, you know, you, you heard these stories about cattle mutilations. Was it UFOs? No, it was it was bioweapons research. We're guilty as everybody else is. Um, there's a great book called The Hot Zone where um, you had in suburban Washington, D.C. at one of these labs, Ebola, that, thank God, didn't, like, affect humans, but it went through the primate population of this bio lab. And, and you know, so, and, and to be frank with you, 
biological warfare has been something that has scared the living crap out of me since I was a kid. I mean, I, I saw Omega Man as a kid, and you know, and I, I always been interested in these kind of subjects you know the teachers always thought i was kind of weird because i was always talking about chemical biological and radiological warfare as a kid it just happened to be i was smart and uh and read but uh um so i think uh, what we really do is we have to look at ourselves as a species and ask ourselves why are we splicing hiv with cold viruses and putting in gain of function so that it is this rhetorical or i mean well i'm i'm going off of the, that... i'm going off the data that i've read from this francis boyle guy and a couple other bioweapons experts there well, i think bioweapons are are perhaps the best weapon of war and i think they're the worst say you know you you want to take back an area mm-hmm. capture all the resources and productive capacity yeah if you do a traditional war, you're going to destroy so much infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But if you have a bioweapon, you vaccinate all your soldiers, decimates the population. And then your weapon mutates and that vaccine doesn't work anymore and it blows back on your per- population and you, it, it's hard to control a bioweapon. Uh, it can be, but if you, if you did it in the right way, say like... What, a, what's the right way? I mean, you know... I'm, I, you know, I, as I said, I, I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm the expert here, but I've gone through a you, lot of bio. You blockade them, right? If well, there's no way in or out, say like Taiwan, Hong Kong, some okay. island, you blockade them. Any plane or boat, you just shoot it down. You launch your like one missile with a bio weapon and you or miss some, and you, some delivery, and you miss one of those planes, and then next thing you know, you got a worldwide pandemic. No, because you told them, you tell the world, you know. Wherever this plane lands, you better hazmat it because there's potential well, to spread. To that quote, would be a, a much more effective strategy of taking an island than anything else I can think of. Well, to quote Jeff Goldblum from, from uh, Jurassic Park, life, uh, a life finds a way. You know, you cannot control biological warfare. You can't, it's, it's too difficult to control them. And I think the people, the, the, death, the death How science... Is it too- well, as I said, life finds a way. Things mutate. Um, yeah, Containment gets a, breached. A host. Yeah, any you know, you got vectors all over the place. And you know, the thing is, is after World War II, I mean, the Japanese did a lot of bioweapons uh, research on the Chinese population with plague, tularemia, uh, and, and and botulism, all these different uh, things. They they they. Um, they did this on the Chinese population, and then after the war, a guy named General Shiro Ishii, who, who ran Unit 721 in, in Harbin, was hired by the United States government, along with a lot of the uh, Nazi scientists, uh, through Operation Paperclip. And then we, we started working with, with these guys, creating these, 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 these devil, these demon weapons. And the thing is, I, I disagree with you, Alex. I know I know where you're ta- I know where you're coming from as far as like the effect. You know, yeah, we want to keep infrastructure. I mean, I'm totally aware. Why wouldn't you say we? Right? I'm not advocating. No, no. Well, use. I'm just saying. I'm if not we're saying... looking at it like pragmatically and just like saying, okay, yeah. objectively, if we, not we, but if someone were to, you know, want to conquer a territory or wage a war, to use a weapon that doesn't mm-hmm. have the collateral damage is probably lower right if you I, if you put collateral a price, damage as far as infrastructure and buildings but collateral damage on like the human race no i i i i i know where you're coming from and there's there's different arguments and 
um, one of the reasons why it's not as widely used as because it's such a terrible weapon, and the reason why it's not used because the if if it becomes common use, we're all doomed. That's why it's not used. Right, right. So I think I same think, reason nukes aren't used. Yeah, same re- in chemical weapons. I mean, one of the reasons why Hitler never used nerve gas, which the Nazis invented, Taubin, VX, and GB. Uh, the reason they didn't use it. Uh, on our troops at Normandy was because Hitler himself was gassed during World War One and realized that if if he used it on us, we would use it on the German people. So they actually like didn't do it. But if you ever watch like uh, Saving Private Ryan or you look at the the Allied troops uh, landing on Normandy, they have this this cloth thing on their uniform that that's supposed to be change color when they get hit with a chemical agent. Well, I think it goes back. You you say we need a, a deterrence with nukes, right? Why don't we yeah. need a a bioweapon deterrence. Well, I think we all should make like, the, the next Hitler think twice in terms well, of... Well, what I think is what we need to do is to take take this example of, of it, how it blows back on the world and take a step back and maybe re-examine... Will the U.S. stop making bioweapons? Well, I think we all should. I think we Will all should. Will they, though? That's a good question, but it's, I would say they but won't. It's a, but it's a question. China won't, as yeah. a result. Russia won't. So it's sort of, it's a kind of a, you know, game theory type problem where yeah, you need to, we would need to go first. Yeah, the, not we, but like the American government would need to say we're going to stop doing this. Yeah, and to stop doing it when everyone else is doing it is is tricky. Right? I, I kind of mm-hmm. prefer deterrence than actual war. I mm. prefer the U.S. to say, you know. We have all these deadly weapons that if we're unleashed would destroy us all. Right. Therefore, let's all be peaceful and stop all our foreign interventions, stop everything. And if we could cut down our arsenal to like nukes, bioweapons, and delivery methods, I think it would be a better world. The ideal world yeah. would be we didn't need any of them at all. But at the current moment, it seems we're quite far from there. As long as we have all of these mega, you know, superpower states. Yeah. It's far off. Well, for some reason, I'm thinking of the Star Trek episode uh, Omega Glory, uh, where where the Combs and the Yangs had uh, a bio war, and then later on, Captain Kirk had to come down and teach people the Constitution. Great episode. But um, but as far as who pays for it, if it can be proved that it was a bio weapon from the Chinese, my my thought is we could possibly say, well, China. We owe you so much, we're not going to pay back that amount of debt and offset our debt that way. But I don't know that could cause problems, too. It's just a talking point. What do you think? Is it a bioweapon? What should be done if it is? Should we find a creative way to hold China responsible, even if it risks our financial system? Let us know. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. The number is 855-450-3733. And we're going to go straight to the phones. We have James in Arizona. James, are you there? Yeah, thanks for finally taking me on, Alex, on supposedly the freest show on the airwave. Where your Hi, James. Call, your, your calls come first. Hi, David. Because this really hasn't ever been a conversational format with me and you, because Alex always dumps my call and then you guys go on and on talking about what I've had to say without me being able to respond, 
I should like to make. Well, have, have you ever thought about team. why we don't keep you on after you make? We let yeah, you make David, your point, right? You Which like is to, more. Uh, Alex, Alex, I have never spoken to ever until like a couple weeks ago. So when you speak about somebody else, don't speak to me. My beef isn't with you, except for that you have spoken out of both sides of your mouth since I've listened to you on the public airwaves. So speak to me, and don't speak for somebody else. Okay? Let me respond to something David said about, hey, David, yeah, I go ahead, want man. to make sure that you know I could, I could literally care less about the hundreds of millions of peaceful Muslims on this earth. Just as I could okay. care less about the silly belief of thousands of peaceful, productive Mormons that live in my hood and around me. I don't care about that. Okay. Okay? But the only reason why I wouldn't have made like Gabriel Princip on a deck of an aircraft carrier if I met the Don of the worst crime family on planet Earth who <laughs> literally has the entire Saudi Arabian Peninsula still stuck in the 70s. The 770s, that is, because of a stupid book that his family okay. has convinced millions of people that it is based on a true story. Not oh, pause for just, I, I, I gotta, just I, I, I one gotta, moment. Hold on. Can I, can just I, to can, clarify so what, what James is talking about. Alex, James, I, you're on hold. Yeah. Uh, James is talking about uh, Dave met the, the king, king of Saudi, of Saudi Arabia. Arabia on a Navy ship. and uh, It was James, a guided missile frigate, by the James way. James called in last week to say... Oh, what he thought about that, and we well, discussed it, and now he's calling back again. Well, Alex, right, would you like to, would you on. like me to have a conversation him. with the guy? Because I'd like well, to. But we just need to clarify so people know. Okay. So James, you're you're back on. Okay, you here? Well, well, James, um, here here's here's a couple of uh, questions. How old are you now? And I'm I'm almost fifty. What, How old are you? What matter does that mean? But I'm no, 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 a lot of it has to do with it because no, no, no. Yeah, can can you you spoke? Hey, hey, sir, sir. Sir James, I'm respecting sure, you, go man. Ahead. I got, I got, I got no beef with and you. Get to your point. Well, um, my point is, is um, when I met King Foud, I was an 18 year old deck seaman just fresh out okay. of high school. Can I interrupt. I already know that, and the audience that listens to the show already knows that. I'm not saying that you should have executed a tyrant. That's what I would have done. But I wouldn't. Have How wanted, do you know what you would have done? That, that would, excuse me. Let me. That would have been my first instance to want to execute a tyrant. But I wouldn't have wanted to start an unholy war because millions of people would have thought because I'm white and, uh, from the, the West. Yeah. That, that would have have you ever been in the military? No. But David, I, okay. uh, all I, I just wanted to make something clear to you. I don't call the king of Saudi Arabia a Muslim. That's disgusting offense to people that actually are devout well, Muslims and good people. So I, I just – but I didn't close the end to talk about that, David. Because I just wanted to respond to this, all the Shiite yeah, I heard well, you, and a despicable human being that I do have I, a beef with, Alex, who didn't die hey, because I was threatening his family. I was docked long before Mark. Okay, I know you've got an issue with Mark. You don't have an issue with. You don't have an issue with me. I'm responding to things that were said about me on the public airways that I never okay. respond to. What? But but you're but you're addressing and liars that you hang out with. I jump my call and then I I, I get it by my full name on the public airways and then they call okay. me angry. Oh great, that's that's classic. The heads. Well, my my so but. Well, here's but the David, thing. Here, here. I want to talk to you about your nutty beliefs about the coronavirus. 
not to mention if you had had any sense, you would have said that it, to Alex, if it's so easy to declare a biological warfare, if China just did what he said that all they need to do about shooting planes and all that, well, given you, I'm saying, I'm saying, this is this is what China it might be. China created. Why haven't they already done what Alex so brightly said about all they need to do on the public airwaves? Why haven't they already won the biological war? Well, um, if you would listen, hey, if you would listen, and hey, 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 if you would listen to what I had said, uh, you would understand that my point from the very beginning was that I don't believe that what they the wind blows. Can you shut the heck up for a second and listen once in a while instead of talking? You might learn something. I hang, I hung on for ten minutes. Can you? Can you? Can you're, 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 you're talking right now. You ask me a Go question, ahead. and right. you're interrupting me. Say what you want to say. Okay. And then let me respond. I said, I said from the very beginning that I don't believe that they were ready, and this thing got leaked before it was finished. I think it was an accidental release of something they were working on. Okay? That's my point. Okay. But also... Also, Mike, just I'm to, to record to what you've already said and just said again was if Alex was so bright and why isn't the Chinese government bright enough to do what Alex said? And by the way, I because they haven't they said, because they weren't ready the way, cooking the, the, the way, they David, weren't ready cooking up the virus they wanted to use on David, us. By the way, I wholeheartedly reject that belief that you have based on an Epoch Times article. Therefore, they say it. You, you're you're you're, you're, you're perfectly any, free. No, you're perfectly free. You're perfectly free to to reject that, and and you're also perfectly more, free to talk. More. You're also perfectly free okay. to talk when about. You guys are, are both well, let me, talking let me, over each other. Yeah. I have to well, put you on hold. Well, here's the thing, Mister. I have never been in the military. You're telling me, oh, if I was on the ship, I would have beat up the king of Saudi Arabia. Well, you never were in the military. You have no idea what the hell you're talking about, and I think that you're kind of just basically trying to. Just, I don't know, you got to be with some, you, maybe you just need to get laid. I don't know what your problem is, but God bless you. I don't dislike you, but I don't think you know what you're talking about either. And uh, I hope you have a happy and long life. I yeah, don't th- disagree. Thanks for the call, yeah. James. God bless and you, James. If you want to be on for longer, you need to learn to conversate better, right? Yeah. We're willing, you, you come in with a lot of attitude a lot of drama, and we're still willing to take your call, which is yeah. why we're arguably the freest show in the air. Yeah. And we're going to go to the next call right now. Have a drink. Jane, are you here? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm here. Hi. All right. Let's hear Hello. what you have. Pardon me? What's on your mind? Hello. Oh, yeah. I'm not really, like, down with the... I haven't really given a lot of thought to biological warfare. I just hope that that's not true, but... But I was thinking, in South Korea, uh, the super spreader event was a 61-year-old who who went to a lot of services at the Temple of the Tabernacle of the Testimony Church. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, we're a free country, and if you want to go worship and you want to continue to go to church, I think it would be really great if you wanted to... I don't want to judge your faith or anything, but that you... You would sign a waiver that says you'll pass on a ventilator in an ICU bed, either as a testimony of your faith or just 
being accountable to the rest of us who who maybe don't have that well, strong of faith I think in God, that's but we'd like to live another idea. 10 years. I'm and sorry, I'll, I'll give you a libertarianish response is that, so you're saying they're, they're potentially taking resources from others, right? Mm. It's like they're, they're acting recklessly perhaps and thus taking resources and harming society as a whole. Is that the uh, core of your argument and that they should have I, more I accountability? It, I think it might be the core that, well, Yes, but I also don't want to be, like, judging them. They could be right, and they could, like, have Mm -hmm. this faith that helps them not get the virus. Yeah, and I think a a libertarian might say that the whole system is designed with perverse incentives, that if you're sick, other people pay, so there's no reason for you to take your health and your actions and connect the two. So we've created generations and generations raised in this environment that— don't don't feel they should pay for their consequences and don't think about how their consequences mm-hmm. affect others. Probably in a more libertarian world, there'd be some liability for infecting other people recklessly and negligently. So I think that would be a, a good long-term solution if we were to change the way the system were designed. But in the short term, I think you bring up a very good point that if they were to sign that type of waiver, I think they should make uh, exemptions in states where they lock down religious uh, ceremonies. They'll say, explain that, where they make exemptions, where they lock them down. But- yeah, uh, thank you very much for the call. We're out of time for today. Uh, you can join us any day, 7 from 10 p.m. Eastern Time. This is Free Talk Live. Some of you asked, and now we've delivered. LRN.FM's live Keene, New Hampshire studio shows are now streamed in HD on Twitch. Visit our channel at twitch.lrn.fm and give it a follow. If you have Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription on Twitch. If you use it on our channel, Twitch will give LRN.FM a monthly piece of your Prime subscription cost. So please watch, follow, share, and subscribe to twitch.lrn.fm. That's twitch.lrn.fm.